right, welcome to season two of Seek and Find. Thank you for joining us. This is Elder Dylan Wilkinson, and I'm excited to be with you wherever you are. Seek and Find is a podcast centered on Jesus Christ and coming closer to Him. I invite all who listen to open their hearts to the Spirit and hear God's message for you. God wants to speak to you because He loves you, so please listen. All right, let's get this thing going. So everybody, I'm here with one of my friends. His name's Cameron. Cameron Decker, and Hi. he's awesome, <laughs> and another one of in-person podcasts. I, I am really grateful for him, and anytime I invite people to join on the podcast, they're, they're usually pretty excited, and Cameron was excited as well. Absolutely. And it's going to be awesome, yeah. but I can just introduce, I guess, actually, I'm going to back up. Thank you. We've made it to season two. This is, this is huge. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. I think I have um, like 270 plays on the podcast so far, Hey-o. which is more than I thought. This uh, very a lot more than I thought it was going to be. That's great. And so I'm just I'm just glad f- that people are listening, and hopefully people are feeling the spirit from it. Yeah, but, congratulations on that. That's that's fantastic. Thank thank you. So yeah, I'll. So I am serving here. Cameron lives in the Twin Cities, so I'm serving in his ward. As a missionary, and so I, I get the privilege of working with him to, you know, help him and also to help people that he loves and do missionary work. And that's that's what we do. So I, I've gotten to know Cameron over the last four and a half months. So that's how I know Cameron. And obviously, I don't know you perfectly, so just go ahead sure. and introduce yourself, whatever you want, man. Okay. Um, yeah. So like I said, well, first, um, congrats on season two. Thank you. And... Um, also, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, this is my first podcast, so uh, really excited to be a part of it. As far as my story goes, uh, so I uh, am originally from Ogden, Utah. I uh, was born and raised there. I come from a large family. Uh, I have seven siblings uh, and my parents, and uh, yeah, we, we all grew up together, and um, and. Served my mission in Mexico, southern Mexico. I returned from that mission about nine years ago. So uh, I am, I just turned 31 recently. So I've had a good bit of life experience between yeah. now and my mission. Right on. Um, and then after my mission, I went to school at uh, Utah State University. Uh, I originally was planning on becoming a, an aerospace engineer. Whoa, um, math. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> um, but I had a, a, a big change happen um, in 2013. The summer of 2013, I was a, a counselor at uh, Especially for Youth, mm-hmm. EFY. I went two of those. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that experience, along with a few other experiences I had, led me to want to do something that was a little more people-oriented. Uh, I really loved working with the teenagers and, you know, kind of talking to them, counseling them uh, through the various, you know, things they had going on in their lives. And so uh, after a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, a lot of pondering, um, I decided to go into marriage and family therapy. Um, So I got my, my bachelor's degree is in family and human development. Cool. Um, which I describe as a combination of psychology and social work. So mm-hmm. it's kind of about family and human development and relationships. Um, 
I studied that for my undergrad and graduated uh, in 2016. I uh, took a year off and then after that I uh, came up to uh, Minnesota. That's what brought me here is to go to grad school. Cool. Um, U of M, and right? uh, no, not U of M. Oh. Um, so I do like U of M, but <laughs> it's St. Mary's University of Minnesota, um, which um, yeah, it's it's a great school. It's got a really good uh, marriage and family therapy program, and so that's what brought me up here in 2017, and I've been studying that ever since. I have uh, a passion for relationships for you know people and and uh, understanding you know how they work and develop um i was uh prior to quarantine i was uh working with i was doing in-home therapy with children and teenagers as part of an internship for my last year of my master's program um that was um obviously uh changed a little bit um by the you know everything that went on. So, um, you know, now I'm still kind of, uh, well, I'm taking a break this semester, but I, I go back to school in, in January. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've had, a, a, a good amount of experience being able to work with people, um, and relationships. I've worked with a lot of work with teenagers. I did five years, uh, at EFY five summers. And then I also worked at a residential treatment center for teenage boys with, um, drug abuse issues and behavioral issues. Yeah. Uh, and I also worked at a psychiatric hospital wow. in Salt Lake City. So, um, I've, yeah, I've seen good things, bad things, but overall, um, I've enjoyed it and enjoyed just you know, learning about people. People are fascinating. That's me, cool. So. No, that's awesome. And one thing that you've always struck me, um, at least your personality and who you are is somebody who takes advantage of opportunities that come your way. And, uh, and that's evident evidence in what you just explained with your career choices and, and those opportunities, like everything you've done with, especially for youth, um, and those opportunities that came your way, you grabbed them and you went for them and you've learned, like you said, the good and the bad, and you've learned what you could and you're just continuing to progress. That's awesome. One more thing about Cameron. He is one of the people here in charge of activities for the ward. That's right. For the group of, of young adults. And it has been, I, I'm speaking from my perspective, but mm-hmm. it has been a struggle to find activities for the, like that, that are COVID compliant. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, from my perspective. And so I just want to like say, Thank you um, and good job for being oh. a big part because you you helped keep the ward together, keep the keep the family together. So I, that makes it sound uh, really big, but I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you, you saying that. Well, um, it, it's it's cool how God um, places people in certain um, we in the church we call it callings or positions to help other people because who better to keep a ward family together than somebody who has literally been keeping families and individuals together. Uh, in all aspects okay. of your lives, uh, over the last nine years of your life, or yeah. however long it has been. Yeah, thanks. thanks so, so yeah, I just I've noticed um, that you are a good man for the job, and another reason why I'm really glad that you're here. We're going to be talking about relationships today, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly where it's going to go. The conversation it could be more general, generalized relationships. 
but um, how to have better relationships in life. What does that look like? How do we how do we do that? What can we do? Um, we're we're very action orient orientated, so we want to we want to find things to do to help. Yes. And so I think relationships is a great place to start. But um, I guess we can just go ahead and start. Cool. Your with your experience, what does a good relationship look like? I know that's kind of a broad question. Sure. But go for it. Man, uh, good relationship. So <clears throat> I I have to control myself because I, I could probably talk for a really long time about this. <laughs> um, but I love it. I love um, it. to so relationship, and when I re- say relationship, um, you know, a lot of people think they'll think like a couple relationship, right? A romantic relationship. Um, but when I say relationship, and when we talk about that, um, it's all relationships, right? So it's the relationship that you have with your parents, your siblings, your significant other, um, you know, the your neighbors, the people on the street. I mean, well, you probably don't have much of a relationship with people on the street, but, uh, you know, the, the, the people the in people. your life, right? Yeah, actually, Friends, family, yeah, that type of thing. No, and going along that, um, some people confuse or we use relationship when we're talking about other thing, other things than people. The right. word relationship is meant for people and people to people. Um, and so sometimes we'll say something like, oh, the relationship between uh, the computer to the keyboard, right? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever the relationship to between rocket science and dating. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I really liked how you pointed that out because when we, we are talking about relationships, we're talking about people yep. and people to people. And it's beautiful. So, yeah. 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 It's connections. So it's connections you're making with, with another person, right? And, um, you know, in our lives we have, <clears throat> we're all kind of have different opportunities for relationships, right? Some people were born with a very traditional nuclear family, right? Parents, siblings, um, other people, not so much. They could come from step families, divorced families, single parent families. Um, They might live in an area where they have like a lot of acquaintances or a lot of friends, a big, you know, high school. Uh, They might come from a place where, you know, Maybe they don't have so many friends or acquaintances. They're, they're kind of their relationship circle is really small. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are a few things that kind of that stay the same in, in human relationships. And um, in or- order to do those things, uh, it does require some uh, intentionality. So it requires you to not just kind of phone in your relationships and just say, you know, just we're, we'll both just be chill with each other and... Uh, It'll work out. It requires you to actually think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I want to have a good relationship, say, um, with my, I'll just take my my dad, right? Yeah. Um, so if I want to build a good relationship with my dad, what that would look like um, is, you know, it would require kind of a two-way, a two-way street almost, right? Where, where both parties are, there's, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like we sit down and say like, hey, dad, I want to have a better relationship with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, son, you know, but it does, there de- does need to be a back and forth, right? Um, so it would be, you know, just talking, doing things together more, right? And those are basic things. But on top of all that, right? So those are kind of the things, 
the, the surface level things that people are like, okay, yeah, if I want to, yeah. yeah, if I want to, if I want to have a better relationship, I, I communicate, I do more things. Um, but there are also a few, um, a few principles and, uh, these principles are good with all relationships, but fantastic in couple and relation in romantic, uh, relationships. Yeah. Um, the first of those that, that I want to talk about is um, validation, right? And that's my big thing is validation, right? So validation is uh, basically showing other people that you've heard them, that you see them, and that you know you kind of are experiencing something with them, right? And so people want to know that. People want to know that the experiences that they're having are being seen and heard and and that they're having an impact on somebody yeah. right that, that their lives not just going by and everybody else is just doing the same thing but that their lives are connecting with other people yeah purpose right? mm-hmm. love that and so yeah and so that's kind of my first you know like you said could go on and on and uh, but the 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 top um thing about that is is validation um in that you're showing somebody else that uh in different ways that you see them right um and that can be in conversations where you're just you're you're being a really good active listener um it could be um you know just letting them know that um you know if they kind of vent to you about something if they talk to you about something you say you know that that sounds really hard right instead of just immediately saying well why don't you do this to fix it you know, you can go back and say, you know what, that does sound hard, right? Yeah. You know, instead of kind of trying to just immediately solve it for someone, which is something a lot of people do, something a lot of men do, uh, something that a lot of men do is try and just kind of solve problems for people. Um, but validation goes beyond that in that the person you're talking to, uh, they're not coming to you necessarily for advice on how to fix their problems. Um, they're coming to you because they want you to see that they've gone through something yeah. and they want you to know it and they want you to experience it with them, whether it's good or bad. So, mm-hmm. And there's a very natural human tendency. That's, yeah. that's what we do. We go to people and we there's power in connection. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And so uh, with validation, you know, we're trying to, to connect with people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see you and I want you to see me as well. Right. And... That's really cool. On a more gospel-related note. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. Let's, yeah. We can, we, there's um, tons of ways we can bring it into the gospel. No, no, no. This, so. is, this is quick. Yeah, go for it. But with that, um, with that, that, the idea of like looking to someone, to see someone, you got to look. you got to see. And what if our relationship with Heavenly Father could be the same way? Like, what if we're not looking to, to be seen um, and... What if Heavenly Father is just trying to be seen in our lives? You know, what if he yeah. wants that part of the relationship? So what if he is doing things for us that we're not seeing? Yeah. Now, you know, what's that going to do to the relationship if you're continually not seeing the things that Heavenly Father is doing or your spouse is doing? Right. You know, you, you, we want to look. We want to see things. And so that's really cool. No, yeah. So, I mean, with, with that, I... I love connecting our relationship with Heavenly Father with mm-hmm. human relationships. Yeah. And a lot of times, how you know, a really easy way to do that 
is to look at um, just uh, parent relationships or relationships with a parent and child. Yeah. Those are actually some of my favorite dynamics to study just in my own career. Mm-hmm. Um, but they apply really well to our Heavenly Father um, because that's, you know, our Heavenly Father is our Father, right? And and He shares a lot of the same um, fatherly feelings and desires that human parents feel for their children, right? And yeah. So, you know, when we're kind of discussing that, when we want to improve relationships, that goes really well with, you know, improving relationships with our Heavenly Father, right? Validation and communication, you know, it just comes down to, you know, He he wants us to know uh, that He cares for us, that He loves us, and He wants what's best for us. And, um, you know, sometimes we it's hard for us to see that, right? So if you imagine a child who, you know, a child who's really small and they don't understand the world yet and you take like an oven, right? So there's, you yeah. know, a, a hot stove yeah. and the child, they, they are reaching for something on the stove or they want to get something up there and the parent, you know, might like hit their hand away or, or kind of scold them and say, no, don't do that. That's hot, right? Warn them. Um, and the child, they, they don't understand what's happening necessarily, Right. They don't necessarily understand. I don't know why my parent is is hitting my hand out of the way. Um, You know, they could get upset. They could cry. Um, But the parent, what the parent knows is that, um, you know, if you put your hand there, you're going to burn it. Right. Yep. You know, you've got a hot stove here. You put your hand on it. You're going to burn it. I know that. And I know that you don't know that because you're young and you're learning. And so a lot of times that's how it is with our Heavenly Father. Right. He's trying to help us. And that does require you know, us to kind of have that level of faith and trust in him. Um, and, and you know, that goes with a lot of relationships in that, you know, we kind of have that, uh, we need to have that assumption that the other person wants what's best for us, right? Yeah. And so that Heavenly Father or whether that's your parents or your significant other, you come at it from a perspective of how is this person or how is what this person is doing, um, you know, how is it from their eyes? What's, how are they seeing it as, as good for me? Right. And so with Heavenly Father, he's, you know, obviously Heavenly Father. And so, you know, you can see things that he's doing are for our best interest, even if we don't know exactly why. But if you see somebody else like your significant other, if you vent to them and they say, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do that? You know, it can be easy for us to just be like, can you just listen to me for a second? Yeah, you know, exactly. But what you need to look at and see is from your partner's perspective, they're trying to help you. Right. They they that's a show of love in a way. Right. So they they want that issue that's in your life. They want to help you solve it mm-hmm. so that it's not there anymore. Um, and, you know, so that's just an example. Uh, but the point is starting to see things. Uh, the, the people you care about, starting to see how what they do is actually showing how they love you and care about you instead of, you know, uh, only seeing it from your perspective and seeing like, okay, that wasn't helpful. That wasn't helpful for me, but seeing it how they are actually trying to help you and what maybe the, it, they're trying to do to help you, whether it is Heavenly Father or uh, the people in our lives, you know, just kind of having that assumption of, of good intentions. Yeah. Right. I'd say that's, that's good, especially for couple of relationships, but yep. with, uh, you know, our heavenly father relationships, that assumption of good intentions, yeah. I guess you could call it. That's cool. 
So I think trying to see things as other people see them yeah. and as you see them and as God sees them yeah. makes it a huge difference. Okay, cool. So uh, I guess what was the next thing after validation? So um, validation. Um, the next one is getting good at, um, I don't know if there's like a snappier way to say this, but getting good at, at resolving conflicts with your relationship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, so relation conflict resolution, right, is a big one. But basically the kind of the, you know, the funny way to say it is just like getting, being good at arguing, right? Being good at fighting because there is a good way to argue, a, a way to argue that actually is very, um, useful for your relationship. In fact, yeah. fighting in general or arguing, uh, if done properly, is actually really good for a relationship, right? Interesting. It's, cool. it's, it motivates change. It helps growth mm-hmm. um, occur. If a couple doesn't ever fight, I mean, that's not to say that they can't have a healthy relationship because, you know, there could be other ways that they work through things and grow. But typically, you know, if we learn how to to have positive conflict resolution can actually have really good outcomes and um there's a story i have about this yeah um if i can i'd love to hear it i'm actually fascinated this is cool (laughs) okay so um a while back i got um as part of my training my master's degree i got trained in a very specific uh type of couples counseling yeah um and as part of that training uh i had to um work with uh, find a couple in my own life and practice some of these techniques that I had learned, right? Um, so it's this it's this form of couple therapy that relies on the couples take this really detailed test about their own, you know, it's got a ton of stuff on it, but just yeah. like basically how they function in a relationship and their families and, you know, their backgrounds and it talks all about it. And so it kind of breaks it down and you can use that information to work with a couple and help them gain certain skills in their relationship. Yeah. One of the skills is conflict resolution. So I used these principles, um, actually uh, used them on or use them with my brother and sister-in-law. Um, so we had um, uh, an interaction. It was like a, like a Zoom call, right? So I was here and there. They live in Utah. And um, we had basically had this conflict resolution session. So they shared with me, um, they're probably okay with me sharing this specific conflict they had, um, but the conflict they had was, um, so they live pretty close to where my parents live. um, And my sister-in-law's parents, they live in South Carolina. And so she, that whenever they would, do family stuff so to speak it would be with my family my brother's Mm -hmm. family right um and so my sister-in-law she wanted to have times where they would do stuff as just like their own little family because that at that that point they it was them two and then they had a young son right a little boy and they wanted to have um you know not just do everything with the family but like have like their own little family bonding activities and they actually so what they would they what they normally would do is like every sunday you know a lot of sundays my family kind of meets up like all the siblings go to my parents house with like all their kids and stuff and um and and that was the specifically the sunday was the topic of contention like whether we 
go to your parents' house this Sunday or whether we stay home and do our own thing. And my brother loves going to my parents' house. He loves being with my family. And he's, they're both pretty, they're both pretty stubborn individuals, right? And so they both want their way. And this was, so it was a conflict. I had asked them to come up with a conflict and this is what they came up with is how are we going to solve this conflict? We don't, we fight every week about what we're going to do every Sunday, you know? And so what I did is we, we came up with, uh, the, well, the specific has a, uh, this type of therapy has a specific conflict resolution. Um, it's kind of like a, like a checklist, like steps you take them through. Yeah. Um, but basically it starts with brainstorming different ideas that each of them have for how they can resolve this. Um, and you kind of go through and you narrow it down um, to what, you know, kind of would work best for each other. Um, and along the way, what you're doing is you're kind of seeing and you're helping them see, right? Well, I'm helping them see, right? As the, in the therapist role, them see why they feel strongly about their specific side, right? right? And, and you're, well, you're helping each other kind of helping them see each other, right? And that kind of goes along with validation as well. Because a lot of conflict we have and we experience with people is just us not seeing and not looking into the other person's, you know, perspective and yeah. seeing why they feel the way they feel, it's why so, so true. they're going through what they're going through. And once we kind of are willing to t- take a step back, you know, separate ourselves from, from our opinion and say, why do they want this thing? You know, and that goes back to the kind of the assumption of good intentions and you're looking at it and saying like, you know what, like what, what they have and what they want and their opinion is valid. Yeah. Right. No matter what it is, no matter how much you disagree with it, it's valid. Right. So in this experience, you know, I, I helped my sister-in-law see that my brother really enjoys bonding with my family, right? That is something that he feels is life affirming and he wants his son to also, you know, have a connection with his, you know, his brothers and sisters, his sons, aunts and uncles, his grandparents, um, his cousins, right? Mm -hmm. And he wants them to be very close knit with family. And what I helped my brother see was that my sister-in-law, she was, she had a focus on kind of their own new developing family and the relationship that they had with each other and she wanted to you know sunday was a day where neither of them had work they they both had time off and it was a chance for them to uh build their relationship as a couple and as a family and and do some activities there um and so if they were always going to my parents house then they wouldn't have as many opportunities to kind of develop as a couple and as a family and so I, I was able to help them kind of come to, uh, you know, um, kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, come to like, a, uh, Middle ground, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically come to, there's a word I'm looking for. I'm not finding it. It's okay. Yeah, uh, it'll pop, come up to me later, but <laughs> it, you know what I mean, yeah. right? And so it's, it's kind of a, a middle ground where they were able to both kind of see each other's perspective and then they we made a plan right a solid plan for okay every other week you're going to switch off right you're going to you're going to have like a, a set schedule where you can say okay 
it's your parents week we're gonna go and then the next week you know it's just already planned um we're gonna do you know this and this activity together because that's what my brother wanted like it's like okay if we're not gonna go to my parents house are we still gonna do stuff together because i don't want to just not do anything Mm. and so um she's like okay yeah we'll plan stuff and um and that actually, I, it's funny because like for, for weeks and, and months after my brother and sister-in-law, they talked to my family about how they were just like, so, you know, glad that they were able to come to, you know, a resolution with this issue um, and talk it out. And I mean, all it required was us to just sit down. I was just facilitating. They were the ones who were actually creating the resolution and uh, they were just taking the time to sit down, to talk, you know, just real talk, to kind of break down some of the walls yeah, exactly. and be willing to see what the other person is seeing. And then kind of, it, it just comes down to being willing to hear the other person out and then kind of share yours instead of just kind of button heads. And, yeah. and, that, and that requires two sides, right? And that requires two people to do that. And so conflict resolution is just, you know, get good at fighting in that, you know, if you're if you're somebody who blows up and, and gets really frustrated, um, you know, you take some time alone and you say, like, I can't discuss this right now. I need to leave. We need I need to calm down. And it's kind of like an understanding. Right. Yeah. Where you're like, hey, we can discuss this. I can't right now because I'm really like elevated. Yeah. And then other people are like, no, I want to do it right now. You know, and, and you need to kind of understand each other and say, like, OK, I understand you want to resolve this. I need some time. Let's, you know. 15 minutes we'll come back to it we'll make sure we 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 work it out because yeah. everybody kind of wants to resolve that differently and you have to know how the other person wants to resolve it yep and so um awesome. yeah and so conflict resolution is just it it comes down to just learning you know how the person wants to resolve it and i mean this this there's another thing that also relates to our relationship with our heavenly father right yep um so with our heavenly father you know we have conflict with him right you know i mean i know i do right there's times when i'm just like i don't understand you're doing something that i don't understand (laughs) and uh yeah i don't always see it from his perspective and it it does come down to sitting down with your heavenly father and figure out what are you trying to have me learn and he'll tell you you know and and i have those experiences you know that it's the same thing he'll he'll teach you you know, how you can work out this conflict together because he loves you and he wants you to, to get through it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So going along with this topic about uh, like conflict and conflict resolution, mm-hmm. uh, in my relatively inexperienced youth, <laughs> um, I think this is a lesson that everybody knows, but you, you have to forgive. You have to be good at forgiving oh, in order yeah. for a successful relationship to happen. Yeah. And, um, as, as a missionary, we, we bounce around and we, um, our companions, we work with another elder, mm-hmm. uh, for a period of time and we've got to learn to love them and be their friends. And there are yeah. some people that you connect with really well and some that you have to work on. But one thing that I've learned that you have to forgive and the savior teaches it perfectly himself, um, in Matthew chapter six, verse 14. Um, and he says, this is super simple, but he says, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Um, and so forgiveness is very important. We have to forgive. And 
going on to more of an eternal perspective, we we have this quote by Elder Uchtdorf. He's a member of the, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of our church. And he says, Heaven is filled with those who have things in common. They are forgiven and they forgive. And how that's, like, that's so true because yeah, good. we are forgiven and we also forgive others. And so in a relationship, no matter what, just get good at forgiving. Make, make that decision to forgive. One thing that I've learned good. Um, is that forgiveness is a, is a decision that you can make. It's not easy. But if you can make that decision to say, okay, right now, I'm going to try to forgive. Okay, well, maybe take it up in a, another step. Okay, right now, I am going to forgive you. When you do that, your spirit is liberated. Yeah. You become free from that, whatever is holding you down, guilt, whatever. Yeah. Um, so forgiveness, I love it, I love it. But, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I just I just wanted to agree with you. I, I I'm really glad you brought that up because you know that's a that's a part of it. That's a part of you know validating conflict resolution, just communicating, like you know, um, just forgiving other people, right? Being willing to say, you know what, I get it. We're imperfect. We make mistakes, you know, because we, you know, when we're it, during certain arguments, we tend to come from these these points of like. Yes, my side makes perfect sense. I understand it completely, and I don't understand why they don't, and their side is just complete. You know, I don't get it at all. And when you have that that choice, like you bring up that choice to forgive, you're basically coming from a point where you're saying, you know what, I am going to, I am going to work on, you know, um, understanding them, and I'm going to, under, you know, uh, I'm going to forgive them, right? I'm going to give them some, you know, some space to make mistakes, you know, and, and not hold them to this unattainable standard. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I love, love forgiveness and, and it's uh, a, a key tenant in any relationship. If you, you know, if you aren't willing to forgive people and, and move past things, you know, your relationship, it just, it can't go anywhere until, until you, you are able to do that. Yeah. So the scriptures give us a guide for um, relationships and, mm-hmm. and how, how we can do that. And there, there was an ancient prophet, na- prophet named Enoch. And he's mentioned a couple times in the Old um, and New Testament. Uh, and, but thanks to modern day scripture, we have um, in the Pearl of Great Price, in the book of Moses... Uh, we have a, a detailed record about who Enoch was and who his people were. And Enoch was a prophet who talked with God and led the, the people of God. And uh, in this scripture, it's, verse, it's chapter seven, 7, verse 18. It says, And the Lord called his people Zion, because, because they were of one heart and one mind, and dwelt in righteousness, and there was no poor among them. And so this term Zion... Um, it, it can relate to a couple different things. It can relate to a group of people that are of one heart and one mind and who dwell in righteousness. Mm-hmm. And it can also relate to relationships. You can have Zion-like relationships. And what that means is you're, you're striving to be of one heart and one mind and to dwell in righteousness. Focus on that word striving. Nobody's perfect. Right. We are trying and we're, right. we're striving. We're diligently going. 
and the all, all of the scriptures you can relate it to every everything that you find in the scriptures is pointing towards Jesus Christ, and this is something that um, I I kind of want to close close on, uh, but I'll give you give you time to no, give you your last too. piece of advice. But if you think about our relationships with Jesus Christ, and if you don't right now, if you're the listener and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, I want to testify that you can you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But to those of us who do, um, I want you to think about your relationship and how much effort you put in to making your relationship with Jesus Christ a good relationship and to really know Him. And think about like what you do to put that effort in. Now, can you imagine if you put that much effort into your other relationships with the people and the family that are around you? What would happen? Um, we read the scriptures, we pray, and we serve. All to come closer to Jesus Christ, to know him better, so that his grace can save us. And so that his love can come into our life. And can you imagine what would happen if everybody in the world put that much effort into their relationships? Yeah. I mean, I'm almost talking to myself personally. Um, because I am one who strives to know Jesus Christ better. And I'm just, you know, I'm almost thinking to myself, what if I put that effort also into other people? Yeah. And it would be powerful. And so whatever comes to your mind of things that you want to do to grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, you can also do that with other people. And miracles will happen. Anger will cease. Forgiveness will take place. And peace and love will will happen. And that's the truth. But I guess one more thing is one of my favorite quotes about relationships is also by Elder Uchtdorf again. But he, he is the one where he says, um, family relationships, love is really spelled T-I-M-E, time. Right. And so I, I, I would just invite you to, to take time to be with, be with your family members and be with your friends and listen to them. But anyways, I'm going to go back to the expert here for your last piece <laughs> of advice or testimony, whatever you want. But let's go ahead and send them off with... Uh, whatever you feel great uh yeah thanks uh, elder wilkinson i um just kind of as you were you were talking i really like you know your bringing up your relationship with jesus christ um and it, it really does you know they're not different things right it's it's connection and you know there's there's ways we connect with jesus christ there's ways we connect with our heavenly father there's ways we connect with people in our our regular lives and it comes down to being just intentional about it, you know, not just letting life come at you and just taking whatever, you know, you can, but it comes to making decision, you know, you, you build a better relationship with Jesus Christ by being intentional about it, by doing things that are going to bring you closer to him. Yeah. You get closer to other people by being intentional about it. And, you know, that's actually my... <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly biased, but I, in my mind, I see the entire gospel, the entire plan, it all comes down to relationships, yeah. right? Our relationship with our Heavenly Father, our relationship with Christ, our relationship with our, you know, eternal companion, our relationship with, with the 
you know, people in our lives is, that's what the gospel is, is connection, right? You know, and, and that translates into our, our mortal life uh, here on this earth. We, the more we put into trying to connect with people and, um, you know, trying to have healthy relationships, the more we have that intentionality, that purposeful drive to build those relationships, the happier we are. I mean, there's, you know, secular studies that have been done all across the board about how important relationships are. People are happier, um, you know, people are more successful when, you know, they have healthy relationships in their lives, you know, and and I think a lot of people, we just kind of, we sometimes we're a little bit on autopilot because we have a lot to do at work or school or whatever responsibilities we have, we put kind of those first and then our relationship second. Um, and I guess my testimony um, is that in my own personal life, um, you know, there's there were there's been parts of my life with my family um, that if if I hadn't decided to make relationships a bigger priority, then I would have lost some or you know, let some relationships deteriorate more specifically with my parents and my siblings. Um, you know, we've, we've gone through some stuff together, um, that we, it, it really comes down to it. And and this happens a lot in relationships where you're kind of, you can be on autopilot for a while and then all of a sudden something happens in your life and you're forced, you're faced with having to be really intentional and a lot of people, because they haven't chosen to do that before, they don't know exactly how to handle it. And so, you know, the note I want to end on and testify is that, you know, when we put relationships in priority above other things in our life, um, above, above, you know, work, school, um, you know, uh, hobbies, pursuits, um, and when we put those relationships, when we say, I'm going to put as much effort into my relationship with Jesus Christ, my relationship with my spouse. I'm going to put as much effort into that as I do with, you know, um, the other, as much I, effort I put into work or school. Yeah. You know, I'm making it a priority. When we do that, really good things happen. Um, yeah, I, I can testify of that, that uh, really good things happen when you're intentional about connecting with your Heavenly Father connecting with Jesus Christ, connecting with those people that you love, when you try, when you say, I want to do better, um, and you you put effort into it, um, things things happen, and, and, and good things happen. Those relationships blossom. Yeah. And even though you come across hard things, even though bad things happen, and you have to get through it, um, if you have been intentional about learning how to have better relationships, you can actually come out better on the other side of those trials yeah so having good relationships and living the gospel of jesus christ are tied together and let me let me explain why go for it we all agree that jesus christ had great relationships and he was really good at having good relationships now living the gospel helps us to become more like him and so i literally promise you that as you live the gospel, you will find that your relationships will improve. And you, you, sometimes you won't even notice uh, that like it, it, it happens so naturally. 
Um, and the reason is because you are becoming more like Jesus Christ. And so uh, I, I promise you that as you live the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will have better relationships. And it's not, it's not going to happen in one day. But day by day, it is going to get better. And if you're one of those who, like all of us actually, all of us needs to gain a better relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, I invite you to do the spiritual work that is needed to go to cometochrist.org um, to go go find the missionaries, go find yeah. members that are your friends um, that can share what we know to be true and share how we how we feel about the Savior Jesus Christ and our relationship with Him. And so please do that. If the Spirit's telling you to do that, full send. Do it. But anyways, thank you, Cameron, for doing this. I, I really hope uh, somebody will uh, feel inspired to do something in a relationship and be active about it and Absolutely. good me, will come. Me so. too. Me too. Thanks for thanks yeah. for having me, Elder Wilkinson. Yep, yep. Anyways, you're awesome. Thank you to the listeners. I'll, get a, I'll let you go. Get back to your life. Thank you for taking this time out of your precious time and to feel the spirit. And I look forward to next week. But enjoy. <laughs>